0: Sangram here, I got a special announcement for you. I have been part of the Peak Community for almost a year now. And here is the thing, less than 1% of the marketers become CMOs. And you know what's even harder? Staying a CMO without a high caliber peer network that can help you beat the odds. In Peak Community, they build a community around you by creating exclusive events and experiences to help you become 1% better each week so you can get promoted have an impact and do the best work of your life this episode that you're listening to is an example of the conversation that happened literally every single day in the peak community so check out the link is below if you want to be part of it it's only for marketers so make sure you're not a lurker but someone who want to have an impact and do the best work of your life let's go Hey everybody, it is Heather K. Margolis with Channel Maven Consulting and Spark Your Channel. Just wanted to have a great conversation today. We're going to do a bit of a workshop. So we're going to be talking about, let's give them something to talk about. New tactics to market through partners, sales staff. So I know marketing and sales don't always go together, but when it comes to your channel partners, I think there are some ways in which they could. So let's get started. Um, For those of you who don't know me, my name is Heather K. Margolis. I'm the founder and CEO of both Channel Maven and Spark Your Channel. Channel Maven is an agency that focuses on vendors and IT community communicating to their partners uh, and then also helping you drive demand through your partners or with your partners As part of that, as we were working with partners and helping them execute on programs, we were finding that they didn't have a way to be able to truly customize the content that's going to fill that funnel. That includes videos and podcasts and webinars, and that they could only customize static content. So we launched Spark Your Channel in February of 2020, great timing, that helps partners take your content and bookend it with their own videos. So it all syncs together, it renders in a trackable link, and um, there's an automation feature that we just announced that actually does it for the partners as well. So super excited to be talking to you today. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me directly, heather at sparkyourchannel.com. In the meantime, let's talk about three truths to successful through-channel demand and lead generation. It's so incredibly important that you as the IT vendor or manufacturing vendor or insurance companies working with insurance agents or automotive companies working with dealers, that relationship, you have to understand where the channel partner is coming from. And I came from a place where first I was a channel partner and then I worked at a vendor and and started Channel Maven 12 years ago. So we've been working in this ecosystem for a really long time. I was 10 when I started. Just kidding. Uh, apparently the jokes don't land as well when, when it's more of a one-sided conversation, but I'm excited to do this workshop with you. So the way that it's going to work today, I'm going to talk right now for about 20 to 30 minutes, and then we will break into groups and I will meet you personally, which I'm super excited about. And we will uh, build a channel demand through with partner demand gen plan together so that you're walking away with something you could execute on tomorrow. So the first truth is that channels will channel partners will not do anything if it does not directly benefit their business. I think if you've worked in the channel for more than two weeks, you understand this. A channel partner is an SMB, maybe that you're even working with nationals, but if they can't see a way that an activity or a requirement or a program is going to directly benefit their business in the short term... They're really not going to execute on that. And we'll get into that a little bit more. Truth number two, the reason through channel marketing doesn't work is because almost 90% of channel partners, anybody want to guess the answer? Don't have marketing. So why are we talking so much about through channel marketing when we should be talking about through channel lead and demand generation? And that includes in a huge way, your channel partners sales team. So if you have multi-touch campaigns, if you have all of these things that you're trying to get partners to jump through hoops to do, but they don't have a marketing person or they have a marketing person who's also the receptionist, who's also the office manager, who's also the the significant other of the owner of the business, that is not a marketing team. And they are having a really hard time figuring out how to leverage those programs. So really it is about your channel partners, sales people, truth number three, Need love to, and they really. If if you are trying to show them that you understand your their business, then you need to show them that you know that their salespeople are on the front lines. Listen, I've been a marketing person for a really long time. Someone once told me who was in a sales role while I was in a marketing role at an enterprise company that I was overhead. Yes, I know those of us in marketing are cringing. Marketing is super, super, super important, but to be truly successful. We need to show your channel partners that you understand that sales is their first line of defense. And then we can talk about marketing. So let's talk about, I want to flip the script a little bit over to the customer. So I want to talk about the customer's journey. As the customers are getting more and more involved, they are first, they identify that they have a pain point. And we all recognize this funnel, right? This is the demand gen funnel. I've just tied the level of the funnel to the customer that is at that, that area of the funnel or, or the path of the buyer's journey with the best piece of content that's going to help get their attention. So the executive identifies wait a second, I think we have a pain point. I'm going to hand it off to an influencer or what I would call a researcher to see if other people have that pain point. The researcher. Starts to look into that pain point and how to potentially solve it. They could come up with 20 different ways to solve that pain point. And they're not sitting down and reading 20 different ebooks. So you want to enable the executive as they're identifying that they have a pain point that other people have. And the influencer or researcher needs to have two minute videos or testimonials that they could be watching and reading. Another thing to note, a lot of times those influencers or researchers are in the, um, the more entry level, although at this point anybody under the age of 39 is probably been an influencer or maybe is still an influencer. They are not reading a 15-page ebook. I'm in my 40s. I'm not reading a 15-page ebook either. So you really want to think about ensuring that your partners have things that they can leverage, like two-minute videos and testimonials, maybe a webinar, maybe a podcast before they start giving out one pagers and eBooks and white papers and data sheets, those things come later and further down the funnel. If that is all you are giving your partners to prospect with, they're not prospecting anymore. They're then nurturing. And it's really incredibly important that they have filled the funnel at the top with great content so that at, on the prospect side, they're identifying that your partner is somebody that they may want to do business with. That means giving them video. So, back to truth number one, let's sort of talk through what this really means. Knowing the facts is super important. Partners work with anywhere from five to 25 different vendors. That means that as they're going out and selling a solution, it includes you and possibly four, if not more than 20 other companies. If they are logging in and out of each of your tools or grabbing each of your content and sending that to their prospects in a one-off email, as a prospect, if I'm receiving that, I'm unsubscribing after the fifth email. And I'm confused. I don't understand how your channel partner is actually delivering value to me as a prospect or a customer. A lot of your channel partners will say, we get all of our business through word of mouth. That's super interesting. And and up to a point was probably true. Now we are all in a situation where we are remote or travel is difficult or meeting in person is difficult and face-to-face events are now virtual. So enabling your partner to think differently that we all used to talk about, there's been a shift in demand gen. There's been a shift in marketing and sales. Hey, guess what? That shift was just accelerated super quickly back in March of 2020. If they were getting all their business through word of mouth, those channel partners now more than ever need help. Even if they do have a marketing resource, their salesperson doesn't always have access to the content. So if I'm a salesperson at a mid-sized channel partner with, let's say, 50 employees, I don't know everything there is to know about all of the different solutions that we sell. You, the vendor, provide it to a point person at that channel partner, or maybe the marketing person. But as a salesperson, I I don't want a multi-touch campaign. I want little pieces of content that are proven to move the needle, that I can customize myself, that I can get my contact info, my information, and, and that I can personalize so that I'm building a personal relationship. I don't want to build a personal relationship for vendor XYZ. I want that prospect to come back to me once they're interested. And those of us in marketing know that it takes anywhere from 6 to 12 to 18 months of staying top of mind with someone before they tune in. You don't necessarily want to sell, 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 sell super hard only to find out that they don't have that pain point right now. And now you've alienated them so that when they do have the pain point, either down the road at their current position or at a future position, you want them reaching out to you. I always say, I will give away free consulting. I will get on the phone with anyone for 30 minutes and talk them through possible solutions, even if I'm not the right solution. I was just on a sales call where at the, at the end of the call, the client said, listen, we have this and we have this and we have this. Where does Spark fit? And I said to them, very honestly, right now, I don't think you need Spark. I think you need to make sure that you have all of these things in place before you move on to something like a platform that can allow you to customize your partners to customize video and webcasts and infographics and eBooks. Being honest, being upfront and being authentic is huge right now. If you force your partners to change their habits in any way, it will fail. If you walk into a partner and you say, listen, I know that you have a CRM tool over here that you love and that you're sending one-off emails to your prospects and that, you know, you have a list that you've cultivated and nurtured and they trust you, but I want you to come over here and do something totally different. They're not going to do it at, or they're going to attempt to do it, get really frustrated and then never come back. You really only have that first opportunity to give them something that will be successful, that, they, that can drive revenue and can drive positive metrics so that they continue to trust you ongoing so that the next program you launch, they also take advantage of. The reason through channel marketing doesn't work is because 90% of channel partners don't have marketing. And I'm realizing now as I'm presenting that the hot paint on the purple does not show up as well as it does on my computer. Apologies. I think we all know that this is true. So why this was my, uh, my favorite though, stop hitting yourself, stop hating yourself. Why are we doing things that we know aren't going to help? Why are we forcing ourselves to create marketing programs that we as a large midsize or enterprise company can execute, can barely execute on? And yet we're telling a partner who might be, might have five employees, none of whom are marketing. Hey, here's how you do marketing. It's demand gen, it's lead gen, it's supporting the sales team. 84% of partners did not have a dedicated marketing resource or series decisions in 2019. I am guessing that that number has either stayed steady or even dipped a little bit. When we talk about marketing resources, if they have one, of course, it's super important to give them the, the resources they need. But if they truly have a marketing resource, then they probably already have their own marketing automation tool. I can't tell you how many partners, you know, Channel Maven's been consulting to partners for over 11 years, almost 12 years. I can't tell you how many times over the last 3 years we talked to partners that we worked with 10 years ago who didn't know how to spell a marketing automation tool who now have Mailchimp or HubSpot or some sort of a CRM that they can use as a marketing automation tool. So things are changing. If they don't have a marketing resource, giving that marketing person, giving them marketing resources, isn't going to work. And if they do have a marketing resource, then they probably have a marketing automation tool. And and giving them another platform that they have to log into may not work. Um, You need to think about giving them the content they need when they need it, that they can personalize and make their own, Um, or even endorse. You know, If I share a Forbes article I didn't write the Forbes article. I'm just giving it to you saying, hey, I read this article. I think it's helpful. That's how we think about content. We want the partners leveraging your content that they can personalize and either co-brand or hand it all over and say, here's a great video from vendor X. Contact me if you have questions instead of just basically handing you the lead, which is what happens today. Truth number three, which we went over, your channel partner salespeople need the right content. So. A lot of channel partner salespeople don't add content to their one-off emails or their sequences or their, you name it. The idea is to give that salesperson the opportunity to grab content as they need it, to have it fed to them automatically, the next relevant piece of content, but with their contact info. So their intro or outro or their contact information that allows the prospect to say, Huh. this piece of content is really interesting. I can't find the email of the person who sent it to me. Oh, but wait, look, their contact info is right there. I don't know about you guys, but I have at least 10 tabs open at any given moment. And it really ensures that I never know where I got that information. So um, 65% have poor content quality or simply can't find The content. So isn't it awesome if the next relevant piece of content is served up right to them? And I really don't want to make this an infomercial, but it's so incredibly important that we're thinking differently about how we do through channel demand gen. Salespeople and marketers who use video get sixty-six percent more leads. Think about put on your consumer hat for a second. When was the last time that you bought something that was slightly complex without first watching a video about it? I'm not talking about like you know yogurt or cereal i'm talking about uh, a new smartphone new headphones i watch videos both testimonial type videos and the manufacturers videos to make sure that i understand what i'm getting what i is it going to meet my expectations we don't expect your channel partners to be able to create a 5 or 10 or 16000 video But we want them to be able to take your content and leverage it and make sure that they are still retaining that lead. So whether you do it with us or you do it with somebody else, always think about getting video for partners that they can leverage and fill their funnel with. Give salespeople what they need. First and foremost, education. So we talk a ton about, on the Channel Maven side, about leveraging social. Think about how your partners present themselves in an online world, especially now that we are all super remote? Do they have an appropriate headshot? Are they using their public profile link? Is it clear to people who they are and what they do? Have they maybe created a video with their smartphone that they could just load that talks to their prospect about who they are? Now that we're not meeting at trade shows or we're not meeting at networking events, it's super important that when somebody goes to your partner's LinkedIn, they feel like they know them. Um, Part of our workshop is we're going to make a video, so get ready. Uh, It's fine if you're not camera ready, all good. Make sure that they have social posts that are going out on a regular basis to their audience. It's important that they're also sharing industry trends and content, not just something about them. What you don't want to have happen is that your partners create a video and post it out and their audience is going, huh, I haven't seen anything from that person in six months and all of a sudden it's a video about them have them sharing relevant articles, have them sharing your content. It's really good to um, ensure that you're sharing a, a different, different aspects of content throughout. Video content that fills that funnel. So identifying the pain point, talking about business outcomes that can be attained, not just speeds and feeds, but very much, hey, do you have a business continuity plan? Here's why you need one. We all just went into a situation where those of us who were, I almost said on-prem, those of us who went into offices now work remote. And as a business owner, I had to make sure that everyone's laptop was encrypted, everyone's Wi-Fi was secure, that everyone's phone was ringing to their computer instead of to the office. So it's super, super important that we're thinking about these things from from the customer's perspective. And that you're training your partners to think about it and their salespeople to think about it from the customer's perspective as well. We used to do a lot of uh, webinars in a box where you give the partner the PowerPoint, you give them the invitation, email invitations, you give them a banner to talk about it. We have found, we've actually stopped doing those in the last three years on the Channel Maven side because we found that partners weren't using them. So we went to partners and said, why aren't you using the, you know, these great, they're super cute. They're in a box. Partners, A, don't have a platform that they can execute a webinar on. So if someone, if more than 20 people join a webinar, they can't handle that. They don't have a platform, a teleconferencing platform, or video conferencing platform that allows them to manage that. Partners don't totally understand your content. So here I'm sitting talking about my content. I made this. This is what I live every day. This is what I talk to people about every day. So I don't need notes. I don't need a talk track, by the way. I like being super authentic. So if I do stumble over my words, that's why. But your partners taking your content, don't forget they sell potentially five to 25 different vendors solutions, taking your content and trying to feel comfortable. Like there's way too much prep. It's not just turning on the camera and talking for an hour. It's practicing and and making sure they're saying it right and, and working with you. But if you could pre-record the webinar or join as a guest on their webinar and you present it, and then the partner can send that out, it speaks volumes. One, it says to the pro- to the prospect or your customers, your joint customers, hey, this partner is important enough to vendor XYZ that they took time to do this webinar with them. It shows the uh, partner as a thought leader and it gives the partner another piece of content that they can share and leverage and have people register for a download. So, think about the pre recorded content as opposed to in a box. Um, and then, all you know, static content is still super important infographics, ebooks, one pagers within all levels of the funnel. If you think about the funnel that I showed you, do we want it to be emailed every single time? No. We want it on social, we want it in blogs, we want it to be shared out amongst other folks um, and to get those people to share it to their audience. Um, but static content is still super important. The right place at the right time. So if a partner has a 15-page ebook, part of the education should be, don't post that on Instagram. That's not Instagram-worthy, it's not Facebook-worthy. LinkedIn, sure. But if they have an infographic or a video, totally, Facebook, Instagram whatever works. Another thing we want to talk about are ongoing activities that are ideal for salespeople. So we, as much as you want to have control of their process, you will all cumulatively be more successful if your partner's process is easy enough for them to just keep doing over and over again. So here you see a screenshot of a um, HubSpot sequence. So we use HubSpot. We follow up with people using HubSpot and it's a sequence that's been programmed. You will all get one of these, by the way. I personalize each and every one. So yes, 90% of the email is written, but as I send out um, the follow-up, I go in and personalize every single one. By allowing your partners to know this and to be able to put this in something that, let's say someone downloads an ebook and a sequence starts that is going to speak volumes about, A, their their sales acumen. It's going to keep, keep tabs or keep in contact with prospects without it feeling canned or forced. And then they don't have to think about it. They can take your content, they can hyperlink from your content, uh, from their sequence to your content, and you can still see how many clicks they're getting. So, It's something to think about as you're enabling your partners, as you're doing education, that sequences, email templates are um, super important. So make sure that you help your partners on their platform, not just on your platform. So the comment next to templates, use specific, help your partner set up one template that goes to somebody in financial services, one template that goes to somebody in healthcare, one template that goes to somebody in IT. That personalization isn't just appreciated anymore. It is expected. So if your partners are sending broad emails to anybody that, that don't identify what vertical they're in, they get deleted. I don't know about you, but when I get something where someone says, as a, as a marketing leader, well, I'm not a marketing leader. I'm a CEO. So that better speak to my challenges as a CEO, not as a VP of marketing. Um, and I'm in IT, it better not speak to the challenges of somebody in financial services. It's different content. It's different terms. So it's really incredibly important that you're enabling partners to think as their prospect would, or as their prospect would expect. Teach your partners, teach them to be conversational, not salesy. I was recently on a sales call where a, a company was pitching my company. I had my marketing leader, I had my marketing assistant and I had a marketing consultant from my team on the phone. That salesperson kept referring to me when I had made it clear that I might be the budget decision maker, but I don't fully get immersed in our process. So he kept talking to me when I kept telling him to talk to these other people. Teach your partners to listen for those cues Teach them to personalize things. Make sure before they do reach out, they look at LinkedIn. Are they in, I'm in Boulder, Colorado, beautiful Boulder, Colorado with smoke out my window. Something like, I hope the fires aren't too close or I hope they're not affecting you. We're in a year where people have been affected by a lot of different things. There are ways to personalize and show that you genuinely care about that prospect. Teach them not to over communicate. So every day, unless somebody has signed up for like daily newsletters, every day is too much. Once a week might be too much. And if they don't respond after three reach outs, ask them, are you not the right person? And if that's true, it's okay. Have them walk away. I would rather quickly get to know and understand that either they're not a good fit for me at all, or maybe they will be a fit down the road. Then to keep wondering, did they get my email? Were they able to open it? Fill those emails with clickable content. Not too much, but you want to do it in such a way that um, people understand, that the the person reading it can pick and choose what they want. Do they want to watch that video? Do they want to read that blog post? Or do they want to download that one page? You get a no, say thank you and move on, as I just said. So, you know, I think it's clear that sales and marketing has made a massive shift we were already making that shift and then we all went into quarantine now more than ever your partners need to have access to video they need to be capable of doing videos like this or doing videos like this and being authentic and honest and being able to say what they what they're trying to get across not salesy but honest like hey i'm wondering if you're interested in our solution if you're not let me know if I should talk to someone else on the team, or let me know if we should just move on. Only someone over the age of 35 will understand this right here. These are the slow skis. Bill and Carolyn Slowski. This was an awesome ad campaign a lot of years ago about slow internet. This, the channel has always been a few years behind the rest of demand gen, so I'm I'm trying to bring us to a place where we all feel comfortable and we're getting the budget we need, but we're not um, tripping over old terms. So we've talked about ROI for years and ROI used to mean closed loop reporting. Where did, where did the first contact start? Then what happened? Then what happened? Then what happened? Then what happened? Then there was an opportunity that turned into revenue. The challenge with that in the channel is that your partners are so protective of their data, as they should be with data privacy laws and GDPR and CCPA, that if you require them to to give you their list or to tell you their leads or to tie their content to a specific lead, they would rather not do demand gen programs with you than tell you. So you have to decide, do you want a better understanding of return on engagement How many clicks is something getting? How much revenue is increasing from that partner? How much, uh, what domains are now clicking on the partners that weren't? Or having a a one-on-one conversation with the partner saying, is the program working? Are you getting something out of it? Instead of, well, we did this for three months. You didn't turn anything into an opportunity that came in. So we're going to cut the program. If you are still tied to ROI and your partners are still willing to give you that that data, don't just give it three months. At a minimum, nine months of a program to see if it's actually working. And more realistically, 12 to 16 months. So in summary, don't forget, channel partners will not do anything if it doesn't benefit their business, directly benefit their business. The reason that through-channel marketing doesn't work is because almost 90% of channel partners don't have marketing. That means the programs need to tie to sales and salespeople need the right content at the right point in the funnel. And then sales and marketing have made a massive shift make sure that you shift in the way that they have as well. So thank you all for tuning in. I hope you'll join me for the breakouts. We're going to break into groups and and have you walk away with a, a through or with channel demand generation program right now.